Some of you Razorback fans have a little bit of a concern when it comes to coaches and their salaries at the University of Arkansas. So let's dive into what's the latest up-to-date information on that. We're also going to be looking at some NIL deals that get signed and also Arkansas playing in-state opponents in baseball. Why, it's great. This is the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I'm your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. As you can tell, if you're watching this on YouTube, I am in a hotel room. I'm actually in Fayetteville uh, for uh, the next couple of days. I'm doing a live show up here at uh, Bass Pro on Wednesday for uh, Out of Bounds. And so uh, I'm coming up here and going to check out the Arkansas and Arkansas State baseball game tonight and all that stuff. And I literally just got into town. So if you're looking at uh, what I'm wearing and what I look like, this is what you get today. So just get over it. Um, but it's uh, it's good to have you on and obviously good to be able to do the podcast, even though it's remotely. Uh, it's still going to be hopefully be the same thing that we've what we've had before and all the fun stuff to go along with it, too. So. Um, yesterday though, um, I wanted to bring this up cause I had mentioned and talked about Sam Pittman's contract negotiations and some of the things that, uh, you know, people had either concerns with or were questions about, uh, whatever it may be when it comes to coaches salaries. And we were talking about it because obviously Sam Pittman said in his press conference after the spring game that I agreed, they agreed, we all agreed. We'll find all those details and, and, you know, let's go through the non-compete and all that stuff too. Well, I saw that, and it, it kind of opened up another little uh, thing for me where I was wondering, okay, so we know Sam Pittman's agreed. We feel like Kendall Browles and Barry Odom probably went through some negotiations as well, and maybe some other coaches too. So are we going to start figuring out and start seeing exactly what the deals were with these particular coaches? And so far, we haven't had any details coming out about any of them specifically, except for Cody Kennedy where the, he's the offensive line coach who was a finalist for the Rolls Award last year, uh, very much worthy and very much uh, did a really great job with the offensive line. Well, he made $400,000 last year. And according this is according to Hog Sports. Uh, he got an increase to $700,000, which is crazy because he signed his third amendment to his original contract that now runs through 2024. Uh, this time a year ago, he was promoted from the tight ends coach to the offensive line coach after Brad Davis left for LSU. Uh, the agreement was amended in March 1st uh, of 2022 <coughs> in an annual compensation and another $200,000 and other compensation. The following is from the bio of the University of Arkansas website and talks about second season and yada, yada, yada. Uh, gives his history and his background and all those things, which obviously... Sam Pittman felt very strongly about him. I think it was always the plan in place to have Cody Kennedy take over as the offensive line coach at some point in time when he was tight ends coach. And they just kind of moved a little bit further along with it and, and all of that. But what this tells me when you just see specifically Cody Kennedy, which makes him the highest paid non-coordinator assistant coach on the staff, and rightfully so when you're able to have a, a Brawls Award finalist type of thing with it too. What this tells me is that Sam Pittman was true, just like he mentioned in our podcast just a week ago, or less than a week ago, that people came after Cody Kennedy and they wanted him for the job, but he stayed. Now, 
it's amazing to me to think that here in 2022, in the year of our Lord, there are still assistant coaches out there that are, you know, staying at school, staying at the school that they originally made an agreement with, staying at schools where they, instead of going to the hopping to that next big thing, whatever it may be, because we know that in college sports, especially college football, it's an ever fluid situation where coaches are just looking for the next big opportunity. And usually when assistant coaches leave power five schools for other power five schools in the same position, it's usually because of they're getting more money or it's easier to win at the place that they're going to. I think that that's what happened with uh, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss where they lost their uh, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and special teams coordinator. And I, I know I keep bringing this example up, but it's just to me, it's the prime example of what goes down and kind of the outlying of what college football is. Now, when you have coordinators like uh, Jeff Lebo going to from Ole Miss to Oklahoma, and then you have uh, this is DJ Durkin going from Ole Miss to A&M. And I don't even know who their special teams coach is, but when he goes from uh, Ole Miss to Alabama, you're talking about Oklahoma, A&M, and Alabama. <clears throat> All three of those schools are Power 5 schools. All three of those schools are above Ole Miss, for sure. And I would also bet dollars to donuts that they got a significant pay increase when they went from Ole Miss to those schools. That happens, and you can't blame them for that. But I think what Sam Pittman has understood is that if you can create a culture and a create a job environment that makes it to where coaches aren't always just looking for the next opportunity, but want to stay in their opportunity until the right one comes around, and be able to stay in a in a position to where they see that there can be a high level of success accomplished at the at the stop that they're currently at. That really opens up the door for a lot of different things that you can start feeling like this program is continuing to be built different, continuing to go down the the right path, continuing to be a program that everybody wants to be a part of. Coaches recognize it. And instead of just taking an opportunity, because I'm, I'm just going to guess here. I don't know about Cody Kennedy and specifically what the opportunity he had, but I would bet that he would probably add an opportunity to go be an offensive line coach at another major university. Um, I'm, I don't, I don't think he would have been named offensive coordinator. I don't think it would be that just because of his uh, lack of inex or his inexperience, maybe with the offensive coordinating and all that. But I guarantee you a place maybe like LSU or, Oklahoma or wherever, like these these big programs, Notre Dame maybe, these big programs that had new coaching staffs put in place, I'm sure he was offered a great deal there. Maybe Florida. You know, maybe that was one of the programs that he got offered at. USC maybe. I, I don't know. But the point is, is that there were probably a lot of programs that came calling and saying, hey, Cody, okay, you're at Little Arkansas. How about you come over here? Well, I'm making $400,000 a year. Um, I love Coach Sam Pittman, so what do you got? We're going to offer you $500,000 a year, and you get to come and coach here at this big-time program. So that little old program in Arkansas. And I'm sure Cody Kennedy, just like we all would, probably considered it. I'm sure that he thought about it. I'm sure that he weighed his options. And I'm sure he even went to Sam Pittman and said, hey, coach, this is the opportunity that's been put in front of me. But I don't want to go anywhere. I, I mean, it's a, it's a nice gesture. It's it's I'm very honored and flattered by the opportunity, but I want to stay here with you. I like what you got going on. But with that, though, I'd also like a pay raise because obviously I'm a hot commodity. 
people are wanting me and I want to make sure I'm valued here. And I'm sure Sam Pittman was like, well, Cody, we want you to be here. Let me go to your check and see what we can do. And going to your check, an athletic director that I understand said, hey, this is what's going on. He's a guy that's people are coming after right and left. I need him next year. Can we keep him here? Can we get what? Can we do something for him? And your check was probably like, sure. May have been as simple as that. But it's just incredible to me that you continue to even have coaches that are getting paid more because not not because let me, let me rephrase that. Not just because they're really good at what they do, but it's because they're wanted. Like people want your coaches. Like imagine that. Like imagine that if you're the head of a company, a startup company that's just been around for a couple of years and you're killing it. And you got other big companies, bigger companies even, coming after your employees because they believe that whatever they're doing, they want to have a part of. And imagine all those employees that you have. They say, no. No, we want to stay here. Well, you, you, can make, you can make just as much money, though. Nah, I want to stay here. I like what we're doing here. Like, in those companies, that would be an incredible thing as it is. But in college sports, when you have this many times where you have <clears throat> people just taking the next big job right and left, when you hear things like that, it's almost incredible. It's almost unheard of. And so keeping Cody Kennedy, though, I think was pivotal. And I've said this before, that as long as you have Sam Pittman as your head coach, your offensive line is going to be great. You know, there's just certain things about certain coaches where you know with this coach, it's going to be great. Kind of like with Petrino. It's like with Petrino, you always knew your offense was going to be great. Maybe not your defense, maybe not some other things. Maybe, you know, he's playing hide the salami in the shower with some woman, but you knew that his offense was going to be really good. And it's kind of the same thing with Pittman, that no matter who is the coach there at the offensive line, the offensive line is going to be really good. But who better to learn from than Sam Pittman? And who better to be a part of it than Sam Pittman? And if Sam Pittman feels like Cody Kennedy has extra value to keep him here, then he's already earned the benefit of the doubt from me. Because Sam Pittman, as he's proven, he doesn't just keep anybody around just for the sake of keeping them around. Uh, the D-line coach, Jamal Ashley, I guess was his name. Yeah, fired him. Fired him. Didn't think twice. Gone. See ya. Well, why? Well, didn't want him to get the job done. So it's not like he has loyalty for the sake of having loyalty. He wants to win, and he wants to bring in big-time coaches. So he's not afraid to cut, cut somebody loose if they're not if he doesn't feel value, if, they, if he does feel like they don't have much value. But the coaches that have stuck, the coaches that are getting raises, the coaches that are staying here, Sam Pittman understands and values them. And if he values them, if he understands it, then honestly, folks, it's good enough for me. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information and live betting to playoffs, esports, and so much more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action and head over to betonline.net where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so I mentioned that tonight I'm actually going to the Arkansas, uh, Arkansas State baseball game and bomb Walker stadium. And they have a, a game going on Tuesday and Wednesday up here. Just going to the Tuesday night game, sweet life. You know, it's all about who, you know, um, but it's going to be my first Razorback baseball game. As sad as it is to admit this year, just cause I, with the NCAA tournament that was going on and, and travel and all that stuff, it just makes it kind of difficult, but I'm excited about it. And I was uh, thinking about where in baseball, 
you have Arkansas and Arkansas State playing. They've already played UCA and they're playing them again. They've played Little Rock. Uh, they're really, really playing a lot of these in-state opponents, which uh, so far this year they're undefeated against them. Uh, we'll see if that stays and see if that sticks. But uh, they've done a really good job against them so far. And uh, hopefully they continue that up against Arkansas State. <coughs> but the one thing that I do appreciate about playing in-state schools, which I'm one of those people that, and I don't want to start the whole debate again because it's it's been talked about ad nauseum, but I have been one of those people that believe Arkansas and Arkansas State should not play every year in football. I understand they're playing in 2025, but I still believe that's just to amend the contract with War Memorial because after 2025, that game ends. I don't see the Razorbacks playing in War Memorial Stadium anymore. That's just my opinion on the matter. That's just my opinion. And when that happens, uh, you're not going to see Arkansas and Arkansas State play each other. It's just how it is. Now, Arkansas will play UAPB. Uh, they'll play some uh, teams that are inside their system just to try to keep the money within their system. But as far as any other opponents go, uh, I, don't, I don't see it happening. And that's fine. But in baseball or even in basketball, I think it's really cool. Uh, and I don't think, well, let me rephrase that. Arkansas and Arkansas State's probably not going to play each other as long as Musselman's over at Arkansas because of the way that the Arkansas State coach just, you know, showed his behind last year when they were trying to schedule a game after COVID and everything. And uh, the Arkansas State coach is like, oh, well, we're just not going to be here at the beck and call of Arkansas. You know, we're, we've got to think about our schedule. And Muss is like, okay. It's like, you know, what, dude, it's, it's not that serious. It's not that real, but whatever you will need to do, whatever you got to do. So, uh, I don't see that happening. And then in baseball, we know it's happening right now, too. And it's like the whole in-state angle just gets kind of uh, played out a lot. And I think that it's about the benefits that can happen from Arkansas and for university. Because at the end of the day, I don't care what anybody says. The power is in the hands of Arkansas, of the Razorbacks. They're the ones that are in control of the scheduling. They're the ones that are in control of when and where they play. You bend the knee to them. Nobody else. You bend the knee to Arkansas. Wherever they tell you to go, that's where you go. No if fans, buts are about. That's where you go. And so knowing that, I believe that, you know, having baseball, for instance, play these in-state schools, it really helps out the baseball programs in the state that need it. Like I know people probably say, well, Arkansas State needs Arkansas State doesn't need it. Like they're they're in the Sun Belt and, and football, I'm saying. Like they don't have to have it. Like UCA doesn't have to have it. Like those programs in their own respects do well. But baseball, it's not as easy. Like there's no, there's not a lot of great funding for smaller programs in baseball. Now it's cheaper to provide a team out there, but usually it's not very well for funding. And that's why I feel like I, I actually really respect and really love the fact that Dave Van Horn plays UAPB because we know that that program uh, has no money and they struggle to get money. And so when Arkansas plays them, that gives them a lot of money and a lot of exposure. Like, I love that. Same thing with Little Rock. Baseball, those schools need that stuff. And that's why I, I enjoy having those games. Because I know they're going to play UCA and Dickie Stevens Park later this year, which I think is awesome, down at Little Rock. Like, that's going to be such a cool thing. Have more of that. But in football, just because, you know, team, like Arkansas State wants to play you, I don't think that that's something that's like, well, we got to accommodate that. Why? Well, they want to play us. So what? So a lot of teams don't want to play you. But like, what does playing Arkansas State give you? And like all these people, and again, I'm talking about football, and all these people that I get in arguments with, they're like, it keeps the money in the state. 
Well, what is Arkansas? What does the Razorback athletic program care about that? It gives it keeps the money in the state. No, it keeps the it gives more money to the other schools in the state. Doesn't keep it within the University of Arkansas. Like they don't need any extra help. And so I've always laughed about that when they like as if the Razorback athletic department gives two rips about keeping the money in the state. I don't. I don't care about keeping money in the state. Because at the end of the day, if you're a Razorback fan, you want to keep all the money to yourself. Like that's you can just call that selfish, but I'm looking at it in a reality. Like it's it's a money, it's a business and you got to keep the money as much as you can within your grasp and in your hands more so than anything. And so I've just always laughed when I've heard people say, you know, keeping money in the state. I don't think Arkansas cares about that. Now, what Arkansas does care about is, uh, you know, in baseball and stuff, there's no threat there. There's no there's no extra like additive, like, you know, animosity or anything like that. It's just helping out other programs. But, you know, when it comes to Arkansas State, there's there's no reason to help out that program in the football side of things. Because all that's going to do, it, like, it gives Arkansas State everything, exposure, money, uh, you know, what they want in the games. Like, it gives them, like, no, you benefit nothing from it. And so that's always been my thought on the whole in-state thing. But you know people will probably rip me in the comments here on YouTube and say, you're an idiot. How dare you? Like, this is stupid. That's a stupid reasoning behind it. I'm looking at it through the lens of reality. There's a reason why Arkansas and Arkansas State have not played in football. And there's only a reason why they're playing in this upcoming 2025 year. There's only one reason. It's not because they want to. It's because for the greater good of getting out of War Memorial Stadium in Little Rock. That's how they had to make it people happy. That's how they had to amend the contract. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that's if that's offensive to everybody or if they disagree. Again, I get it. But I'm just looking at it through the reality, through the major scope. I want to talk about this newest NIL deal. Uh, that I thought was just awesome and a funny story on the other side of the break. Stay with us. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so I wanted to bring up this next uh, story, which was just awesome, and it's something that got put up uh, on social media that I thought was really cool, too. So... We know about NIL deals and the NIL deals that are get, that get signed in, in football. And uh, I would love to have like NIL deals on this podcast, which we're still trying to work on. Hopefully we do uh, one day. But we all know about John Daly and how he is a Razorback through and through. Well, this is a story that got put out that uh, PGA Tour golfer John Daly and his son, John Daly II, <clears throat> have signed a name, image, and likeness deal with the sports bar chain Hooters. This is according to Forbes magazine. The daily duo will promote the world famous chain through various marketing activities, including roles on social media and other digital channels. Of course, we know that John Daly has been iconic on the golf side of things, but also iconic when it comes to, to Hooters. And we know that John Daly, the second signed a letter of intent with the Arkansas golf team back in November of 2020, following his dad's footsteps. Daly the second was the 2020 honorable mention Rolex junior all American in 2020 and his second team Rolex junior all American in 2021. <clears throat> the Razorbacks uh, just competed at the Aggie Invitational on college station. Arkansas finished second place as a team. And Daly the second says, I am proud to announce my commitment to play D one golf at the university of Arkansas, blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, he, so he's, he's got the signing with the, with the deal with Hooters. And I just, I crack up cause I'm like, man, that's perfect. 
That's absolutely perfect. That's the way it should be for John Daly and John Daly the second. Like it just makes so much sense. But I, I like my my point of, of like really bringing this up is to specifically bring up the NIL stuff when it comes to athletes and finding brands to you know that work with what you do as a student athlete. And like that one makes sense. And we know that uh, there's been other guys that signed stuff too. But the question that I've kind of posed is that if I because I got asked this too on social media and I was kind of like, oh, this might be an interesting topic. If I was in college, or back when I was in college, for all seven and a half years, back when I was in college, uh, if I could sign a deal with a local business or a business or whatever for NIL, what who would I want the deal to be while I was at the University of Arkansas? And I thought about that so funny because I was like, okay, so what would have fit me? What would have been something that I would have really liked to have that was uh, something that I really enjoyed and appreciated when I was a kid in college? Uh, I think Mr. Burger in Fayetteville, for those of you that may have remembered Mr. Burger, that was my jam. That was my place that I would go to because uh, I grew up in Fayetteville. So I, I remember leaving Walker Park after uh, baseball games as a child, and we went to Mr. Burger. Like That was our post-game meal all the time. So that place always had a special place in my heart. Uh, but I think Mr. Burger, I think Lucky Luke's for sure for the wings. It's like my favorite wing place ever. Uh, on Wednesday nights, man, they just tear you apart, but man, they'd get you going. Um, because that's what's sad is I'm just gonna think of all about restaurants. West End was the thing. I don't know if it's still a thing now. I guess it might be, but it was a lot different back then than it was now, but it's still a cool spot. Like that would have been my place on Dixon Street uh for West End. Um I don't know. There's probably like some like you know, just again, restaurants and it would be all what it was about because that's really where I spent most of my time and doing that. Um Maybe Lindsay Apartments, because I feel like I lived in a Lindsay apartment the entire time that I was at the university. So maybe that, I guess that would probably make a lot of sense. Um, you know, maybe uh, a Mercury dealership, because I drove a 2000 Mercury Cougar. It's a hatchback, literally looked like a pregnant roller skate that I was driving around. But man, did those subwoofers I had in the back, those things were bumping. Those two 12-inch Type E's, those Alpines. No wonder my, like... <laughs> alternator went out once every two years so uh but i don't know something like that i just thought it was funny because i'm like man that's just so fitting and that's so great and i love it with student athletes getting taking advantage of nil especially when it's something that they can relate to as well but i just wanted to bring that up appreciate everybody listening in to locked on razorbacks podcast be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on itunes or on google play you can also get after me on twitter at buzz john neighbors for any questions comments concerns that you may have we'll keep it going from there same podcast time same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon have a great day everybody we'll see you